Well, when you've lost Arnold Schwarzenegger. I mean, you're talking about a guy who is a Republican because that's what he says. But even the former governor of California says that the recall effort against Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom is sincere. He told Politico, this is the crazy thing here, when they say it's a power grab of the Republicans. Let me tell you, the California Republicans couldn't even get anyone elected. It's ludicrous. The Republican Party doesn't exist. These are the signatures of the ordinary folks that have signed on. Of course, it's Governor Gavin Newsom saying that all the moves to get him out of office, just uh, the Republicans and uh, their their bigotry and, and it's racism. No, he's a really bad governor, just like he was a really bad mayor. I mean, Kimberly Guilfoyle figured it out first and everybody else has just had to suffer through. This recall can happen. It was Gray Davis, a Democrat who got recalled in 2003, and it was Schwarzenegger who was then elected. This is happening in real time. People have had enough with really, really bad policies, and these bad policies attributable, of course, regarding the shutdown. Now, they should have to do with policies all the way around the board, things like Assembly Bill 5, which stopped the gig economy, a whole host of attacks on the citizenry, while being constantly and consistently just all sorts of welcoming to people who come into the country illegally. I was discussing this earlier, this idea of ranking. I'm not mad at children who are brought to the border. I don't hate children who are brought to the border. I simply say you educate the children of the United States first. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Instagram, Parlor, Twitter, at Tony Katz or TonyKatz.com and get the podcast. The San Diego teachers... And some of them are starting to speak out and say, we don't want to do this. They are going to be instructing migrant migrant children before students, their, their, their normal students, students who are of the United States. The schools aren't open five days a week. The schools aren't open full time. In some cases, they're not open at all. You've got unions saying, oh, we can't go back. Oh, we can't uh, go, 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 go back to school. It's just, it's unsafe. But it's okay to go teach migrant children who are in these facilities, overflowing facilities, where the rates of COVID are higher than involving uh, students of the United States. The White House got asked about this. Jen Psaki, the press secretary, got asked about this. And she's like, oh, it's no big deal. Oh, you know, the kids are on spring break now, and oh, they're going to be going back to school soon. So no, this is all just fine. This is all just completely and totally fine. No issues. What? Us teaching migrant children? Totally, totally normal. We'll get to your kids soon enough. Okay, people, move along. There's nothing to see here. That's a lot of hate right there. But it's it's a nice little example of how California has treated its citizenry. And the citizenry have had enough 
And I have respect for that. I remember, I'm somebody who used to live in California, and then I left California. Now, I left California because there was an opportunity to come to Indiana and actually live in America. And I took that opportunity, and I haven't looked back. There is, there is no force on earth that could get me back to California. I'm going on... I'm taking, I'll take a little time off uh, next week, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking some time off in, in June, right? Uh, I'm, I'm going to work throughout the, the rest of the summer and then well into the fall, but uh, I'm taking a little time off. I, I, I can. I, I might as well at least try, try to enjoy it. And one of the places that was crossed off the list first of going away with the family was California. I have friends in California. Had great experiences in Southern California. It's absolutely, positively beautiful. Southern California. Oh, and Northern California as well. It's beautiful. These people, with their policies and their wokeness, have ruined a state. And I have always told people, you have to move. You have to go full John Galt. These people can't make the power run. Eventually it has to collapse. And it's the only way, only way for things to get better is if it collapses. Because the only way people learn is from pain. Right? That's, as I see it, those, those are the facts. But I have plenty of friends who refuse to leave. They want to be in on the fight. Maybe there's some fight left in these people. Maybe they'll get somewhere. But every time someone like Gavin Newsom says, oh, this is just, you know, this is about racism or this is about, uh, you know, Republicans using their power. These are all lies. Of course they are. Speaking of lies, the Biden infrastructure plan. Billions for electric vehicles and building retrofitting. That's the story from The Hill. So it's really just been unveiled. We're going to be going through this over the next uh, couple of days. He wants to put $174 billion into winning the electric vehicle market. I, 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 what do you mean winning? We're not winning the electric vehicle market? General Motors has said this is the entire future. Ford is working on electric vehicles. Tesla is Tesla. By the way, uh, producer Ari got it right. It was a, an April Fool's joke. You had a Volkswagen coming out to saying, hey, we're making our commitment to green and, and we're, we're going to call ourselves Volkswagen. So instead of V-O-L-K-S, they were going to call itself V-O-L-T-S, like volts, electric volts. And they're going to call ourselves Volkswagen and that's what's happening. And then they said, ah, ha, ha, April Fool's. Which is, you know, ridiculous. Ridiculous. But Ari had it right. He's like, I think this is an April Fool's prank. And he was absolutely correct. Congratulations, producer Ari. Lucky guess. Not everybody can take a joke. There's a guy by the name of Nathan Bomey, B-O-M-E-Y. He is a business reporter for USA Today. He's got a new book coming out about bringing people together in a polarized age. Okay. Congratulations to you. Uh, I, 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 I hope it makes lots of money, kid. He's so angry about Volkswagen putting out this press release because he personally was lied to. He can't take a joke, even though it was a terrible joke. And he says, dear Volkswagen, dear Volkswagen, you might as well say dear diary. 
dear Volkswagen, you know this is going to be bad, right? You know this is just going to be some kind of nonsensical, self-indulgent, look how you hurt me. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll do a dramatic reading. Dear Volkswagen, you lied to me. You lied to the Associated Press, CNBC, Reuters, and various trade publications. This was not a joke. It was deception. In case you hadn't noticed, we have a misinformation problem in this country. Now you're part of it. Why should anyone trust you again? I think it was here that he went into the Greta Thunberg. How dare you? I asked my VW source directly. Yes, I see the announcement, but this is a joke, right? No, it's not a joke, he said. Now, they admit it was. He's torn up. He might have a point. He is torn. He might have a point. So, my, I, I know a lot Wait of reporters. Wait a second, Ari. Don't ruin it for me. I have to get to the end. And the end is where it all comes together. One more tweet from Nathan Bomey. I am astonished that a company that, just a few years ago, mind you, paid $30 billion in penalties and pled guilty to criminal charges for deceiving its customers and regulators to pollute the earth, now thinks it's funny to lie to reporters. Two things. Number one, producer Ari, he ain't angry that VW lied. He's angry that he lied that he lied to reporters. Well, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. whoa, 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 yes. whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Don't ruin my thunder. I'm about to get to point number two. And point number two is how I introduced him. He's got a book coming out called Bridge Builders, Bringing People Together in a Polarized Age. Don't you think these series of tweets are just crazy enough and wild enough and he got lucky enough to get that they got some coverage because it shows him being ridiculous that this is exactly what he means. We have to bring people together and jokes like this don't help. This is an ad campaign. Interesting. Interesting. What's your take, producer Ari? So, I mean, I know a lot of reporters and I, you know, there's times where a company or someone will give you a tip. Hey, heads up. This is happening. Uh, we'll give you a couple of days to write the story. It's not public yet. If I got that tip that this was Volkswagen and I was told it was legit and I wasted my time writing this article, I too would be annoyed. I don't disagree. I don't disagree with that uh, at all. I mean, this, I, I his post was exceedingly dramatic. Say people could be upset by it. This guy isn't upset by it. This guy is selling books by it. Yes, that's it was, my take. No, he was he was a little much. Oh, a little. Just a little. Where, which part was 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 the little? If you have to have more than, if it's a tweet thread, it's too much. If you read the whole, if you read it over again, it's all about him. He he went to these people. He got the source. They lied to him. They lied to reporters. Don't you know you can't lie to reporters? We need to build bridges. Oh, by the way, buy my book. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, when might means absolutely 100% correct, then you're right. <laughs> That's right. I might be right. I'm Tony Katz. Planned Parenthood is expanding. 
getting uh, to be more than just an abortion mill. Planned Parenthood, according to the reporting, is going to start offering hormone therapy. I mean, as long as people are jumping on the transgender craze, they might as well make a couple bucks on it. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Tony Katz, good to be with you. Tony Katz today on Facebook. Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com, T-O-N-Y-K-A-T-Z, TonyKatz.com, and click on podcast and subscribe, follow, like, do all the things. It's free no matter where you go. Get the podcast. You know, we've talked about what's going on, and we've talked about uh, the, the video that was created by uh, Abigail Schreier that's over there at uh, Prager University. And how we're seeing the increase in the number of transgender children was less than 1%, and now it's at 2%. And instead of boys who say they're girls, you're seeing a lot of girls saying that they're boys. And of course, the real story here is that children aren't allowed to make this decision. Children can't make this decision. They're children. How can we even think they can make this decision? And what's with this push to allow them to make the decision? That, again, is about the removal of the parent from the relationship. If children can make their own health decisions of what is the parent, giving children agency over themselves, over their medical decisions, over their bodies. They can decide what medical care to get. They can decide whether or not they have to inform you. They can decide who to love and how they love them. It gets very, it gets very evil very quick. The job of the parent is to protect their children more often than not from themselves. And when that relationship is severed, the parent no longer needs to exist or nothing more than the creators of babies for the state, which is, of course, the purpose of cultural Marxism to create that reality. It's aided and abetted by this idea that if a child says that they feel they are a different gender, you have to go with that and pump them full of hormones and let's get some surgeries and let's cut off this or add a couple of those and it's it's pure pure evil these people are wrong and these parents are wrong i mean that's a hard thing to say this is your child we're talking about yes yes the hardest thing in the world it has to be telling your child no telling your child you may have to wait telling your child things sometimes change ideas sometimes change thoughts sometimes change and you're not in a place where you can do this, no matter what you feel, and get them the help they need. Not buy in because you're afraid of what they might do without questioning what it is you may have actually done by buying in, by being afraid of your child. If you do not love your child enough to say no to your child, then we have to discuss how much you love your child. The Planned Parenthood 2019-2020 annual report shows that there will be 200 centers in 31 states welcoming patients who desire hormone therapy. As uh, Abigail Schreier discusses, this is certainly a craze. 
It's a craze that Planned Parenthood is looking to, uh, to, to, to basically profit from. Not fight it, endorse it. Not fight it, perpetuate it. Not fight it, profit from it. And when you rationally say that's not right, we're talking about children, they will tell you you're a bigot, and they will tell you you're hateful, and they will tell you you don't understand, and you will soon see the legal centers pop up to help children who are just desperate to be who they are inside get emancipation. It's coming. Now, I've been asked, why do I bring this subject up? Do I have a personal connection to it? No, I don't actually. I I don't have any uh, connection to this at all. Not not from a family side in, in any way, shape, or form. My connection comes from the recognition of what it is we are doing to children. And I simply can't abide it. We've talked about Jeffrey Epstein on this show. And Jeffrey Epstein definitely was allowed to kill himself or didn't kill himself. I'm sorry. The the video camera goes out. The guard who's watching him isn't actually a guard. There's another guard, but they both happen to be asleep. And then he dies. What, I've never seen a movie before? You lying bastards. We see you. And what I've said about Jeffrey Epstein and the sex trafficking and the child sex trafficking and the flying to the island and the Prince Andrew and the child. And I don't care who it is. I don't care the celebrity. I don't care the RRD after their name. I don't give no dams. You find these people and you throw them in jail forever because we don't live in a society that does this to children. We cannot allow it. Can't allow it. You gotta have something you stand up for, right? A general thesis that brings humanity together. We don't all believe in protecting children? Well, maybe we got to start doing something about the people who don't want to protect children and at least calling them out and calling them the child abusers that they are. This is Tony Katz Today. Our data from the CDC today suggests, um, you know, that that vaccinated people do not carry the virus, don't get sick, um, and, and that it's not just in the clinical trials, but it's also in real world data. That's the CDC director letting us know that if you've been vaccinated, you're good. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's great to be with you. This goes in line with uh, a a study from Pfizer taking a look at their vaccine, taking a look at it, uh, 12 to 15-year-olds. And they found amongst the 12 to 15-year-olds, over 2,000 of them volunteered. You can feel the air quotes. uh, Of them, 100% who got the vaccine, did not, did not uh, get COVID. Uh, 18 who got the placebo did. Now, when you know that the vaccine is working, you certainly should not live in any level of fear. You should go about living your life. Let me bring you over to France. Macron, the president, 
he's under pressure to lock down again because COVID-19 cases are going up. Now, there are variants. B117 is one of the variants. I forget the name of the other one right now. Still not a reason to lock down. He is, he may have already done it. He's supposed to address the nation, right? So I'm looking at time differences and things like that. Check to see if Macron has said anything, producer Ari. Right? They've got a nationwide 7 p.m. curfew in place. Non-essential businesses are closed. And movement is restricted in areas of France. What, what, what else do you think you can do? And why in the world do you think that this is actually working? How did shutting down businesses help? It never helps. Now, maybe France is simply having a different uh, reaction, if you will. They've got other things at play in France that are causing these massive increases. Are we seeing increases in the United States? Well, you see certainly pockets where variance is and, and things are, are, are changing. But you see more and more people saying, all right. Do away with the mask mandate. And let's get on with our lives. Let us open up. Of course, that is the correct answer. It's the only answer. The only possible answer is one where society is open. Because I can show you a society that is still closed down, has been for a year now. 7 p.m. nationwide curfew. It hasn't helped. So if it's not going to help, why do it? Well, if you don't do it, it could be worse. Well, says who? And if we're worried about things being worse regarding COVID, then why aren't we being aggressive about the border? Why aren't we a full stop lockdown of the border? I mean, I'm not going to ask the silly questions like, do the people crossing the border, do they at least have their ID? Or do they not need an ID either? You don't need an ID uh, to 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 uh, smoke. No, I might not smoke to vote. You know, you need an ID to smoke. You don't need an ID to vote. You don't need an ID to cross uh, the, the border. And we don't even have to bother checking if you have COVID. But somebody who owns a restaurant can only uh, be operating at fifty percent, and we'll send the health department in there all the time to see if we can shut you down. What society is this? Uh, by the way, this is. Um, from uh, from Fox News, uh, some of their latest on what's going on and what they say the issue is with the border and when the problem started. Yeah, there were 13 Brazilians, a group that was caught up here in the mountains, and they've now been taken away. But, you know, they'll claim asylum, and statistically, at least, I think we have some video right now to show you what that looked like. Statistically, at least, they will stay in the United States. Um, but I want to tell you, San Diego is probably one of the most secure areas of the border at all. You see a 13 basically 13 miles of fence, double steel bollard fencing. You wonder, how are these people getting in? As a matter of fact, you know what, I'm going to jump right over right now. There's a hole right here. There's a guy coming in as uh, we're going to go down there. That's Mexico over there on your right. 
there's an illegal immigrant coming in the United States right now, crossing basically between the two fences. That, of course, that was construction that was supposed to be a fence right there, but President Biden stopped that in January. Now I'm with two border agents. They're going to probably pick this guy up momentarily once he clears the secondary fence. But agents say, and we saw this last night for ourselves, this is where the problems begin, these holes left in the wall. It's a huge gap between the fences. Now, in Texas, with Casey, you saw those unaccompanied minors and family units. You know, that's because Mexico, the border state of Tamaulipas, will not take them back. That's not the case here. We have a heavy concentration of single adults. Now, when you're watching the video, you're like, yeah, there's a gap in it, and that's where people are crossing. Well, of course they are. That makes perfect sense. Maybe, indeed, walls work. If you stop construction on a wall and you leave a gap, uh, the wall's not going to work. But one of the things I will not accept, and I don't want anyone to accept, is the idea that there are these areas or countries or groups that won't take the people back. What options do you have? What option do you have? You have to take the person back. I have joked about the fact that I won't listen to anybody tell me you won't take them back. We have airplanes and parachutes. You're going to take them back? What what option is there? You don't get a choice. Nobody asked you for your feelings. I don't give a damn about your feelings. We're not going to keep them. We're not going to pay for them. I don't say that out of anger. I say that out of everybody has to start being responsible. I demand they be responsible. We should all demand such things. Meanwhile, you have Hondurans, several hundred of them, setting off for the Guatemalan border so they can get to the Mexican border so they can get to the U.S. border. Clearly, they have not gotten the message from Joe Biden that we are not open. Could, could the Biden administration be doing any more to say, hey, don't come yet? And people are like, no, nah, we're coming now. It's like when you tell your relatives, look, we, we don't really have the space for anybody right now. We're in the middle of a, of a renovation. and we're doing, All right, so we'll be there on Tuesday. No, 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 no you're not listening. I, look, I'm not going to tell you not to come, but you got to stay at a hotel. We can't have you. Oh, well, so so we'll, just, we'll just stay at your place. That's great. Like, it's that. They're not listening. What, am I the only person who's ever had that conversation with my parents? No? No? Just, just me? Huh. What do you know about that? And we're not even allowed to call it an invasion, says Representative Ocasio-Cortez. We can't call it a surge. She's got a lot of rules. She's got a lot of rules. Why doesn't she explain the rules to this Border Patrol agent? His name is Raul Ortiz, explaining the issue in Texas. So let me give you the capacity. The capacity for this location for COVID purposes is 250. Previous to COVID, the total capacity was 1,000. But I'm holding, like I said, you know, we're holding over 4,100 subjects in this location alone. So you do the math. We're way over capacity. We're like 700% over capacity. Well, they are over capacity. If you're supposed to hold 1,000, you've got 4,100. You're over capacity. If you're only 250 because of COVID restrictions, you're over capacity. I, I, I agree. I agree. But we're not supposed to notice this surge, according to Representative Ocasio-Cortez. And we're not supposed to notice the very strange reaction 
of the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris is talking about, I guess, the border because we've been discussing how San Diego is saying students, citizens, they can't go back to class. We're not open for them. But we're going to go and we're going to teach. We're going to teach these immigrant children. That we're going to go do. You, you, no, 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 no. You citizens, we're not open for you. Uh, we can't get anybody sick. But for the migrants, legal aliens, who are uh, uh, far more likely to have COVID and COVID is spreading, uh, we're going to go teach them. It's very strange. Of course, it's a nonsense, uh, valueless proposition, thus a democratic proposition. But the vice president was asked about it, and her response has caught a lot of people off guard and really gotten some people upset. More parents are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids <laughs> and say, we're not paying them nearly enough. <laughs> what? She's trying to say that all of a sudden, we, the American people, finally understand the value of educators. San Diego parents can't send their kids to school, but illegal immigrants are going to get taught, and she's tr- making a joke? You know, we have long noted uh, Kamala Harris's laugh. <laughs> Honestly, if you leave that on a loop long enough, you could drive somebody crazy. We usually take that, and then we add Pete Buttigieg's laugh. (laughs) Honestly, that in and of itself should win horror film of the year. Maybe it's some kind of nervous tick she has when she's answering a question, she makes herself laugh. I, she thinks she's calming things down or she doesn't have the answer, so she goes to this laughter. You're the vice president of the United States. We'd appreciate it if you'd, I don't know, act like it. Oh, Tony, Donald Trump didn't act like it. And every day you told me that he wasn't being presidential. And we told you it didn't matter. Now, all of a sudden, it doesn't matter while she's laughing at people who want to send their kids back to school. Donald Trump wasn't presidential because he'd hold a press conference everywhere or anywhere except in the press briefing room. Kamala Harris is laughing at people, and I'm supposed to just be like, okay, that's normal. It's not normal. Not at all. I'm Tony Katz. So the guy who attacked this 65-year-old Asian woman in New York has been arrested. And it turns out he's got a history. And the history, I mean, I know you're not shocked that he has a, 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 a history, right? The history involves killing his own mother. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's good to be with you. This is the guy seen on video. This woman is walking down a street. We see this through the lobby of an uh, an apartment complex, condo building. And uh, this woman is walking. 
She's, you know, if you're looking at the screen, she's walking to her left. This man comes into frame from the right, kicks her in the stomach and chest, knocking her down, and starts screaming, blank you, you don't belong here, and kicks her in the head and face three or four times. Turns out there are two guys, security guys, in the building. They don't do nothing. One of them finally walks to the door that was propped open, it's glass doors, and closes it. Oh, I don't want to be around this. Oh, I can't get involved in this. I'm not paid to do that. I'm not paid to be a decent person. I'm not paid to see if I can help people. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just going to close the door. Oh, man, that's, 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 you think somebody will call the police? Hey, it's not my concern. No, I don't call the police. Forget that. It's sick. This not man in the attack was in jail and let out on parole for the 2002 murder of his mother. He was released in November of 2019. Now, I believe this guy is just mentally ill. It's very possible. How in the world did, uh, did he get out of jail? You kill your mom, it, that, that, that's only uh, 17 years? That's it? 17 years for killing mom? Huh. I, I think it should be more. Now, the workers who did nothing to help this woman were suspended. And there's an investigation to their conduct underway. There's this whole thing about whether or not legally you are required to help somebody in need. And I actually think that's wrong. There should be no law. I think, is it Good Samaritan laws? Something like that? Yeah, I think that's it. I think I've got that right. There should be no law that says you have to help somebody in need. There should only be morality and decency that says you should help somebody in need when you have the ability to help them. Because I can appreciate that someone might not have the ability at that moment to be of service like they would want to be. I think the question here is, how did this guy get out of prison? Someone should ask that question. What, what happened in the, in, the, in the lead up to this? I think it's going to be a giant, giant story. But when you have a moment like this and you're a New York official, take the moment to blame Trump. This is a horrific act of racist violence. It's a deadly pattern. We know what happened in Atlanta and we know what's happening elsewhere. Hey, hey, hold on just one second. Asian Americans across the United States have been sounding the alarm about hate for years. These are not new attacks, but the incidents are unrelating. Now a week goes by and you'll hear that something just happened in Brooklyn with a 16-year-old just today. In New York City, there have been 33 classified hate crimes in the last three months of 2021, and that doesn't include all the ones that do not get reported. This came from Trump, that's my opinion, but it's been around. He used the world's largest bully pulpit to spread racism. Trump used the world's largest bully pulpit to spread racism. Uh, this Asian woman was attacked by a black man. It was two black teenagers that killed Muhammad Anwar in that Uber Eats driver there in the D.C. area trying to carjack him. Are we calling them hate crimes? 
Oh, I, I, well, I believe the expression is the chickens have come home to roost. You want to talk hate crimes? Okay, let's go, people. Let's go, hate crimes, people. How do you categorize these things? I can't wait to hear your answers. Can't wait. None of these people deserve to get hurt or die. I'm Tony Katz.